Do you know what I found out this week? No. What did you find out this week? That no one I know on the internet, mm-hmm. which is not many people anymore, you know. Yeah. I've slowly lost them all over time. Yeah. You know, maybe 300. And I didn't put it on Facebook, so God knows how many people were there. But out of all the people I uh, sort of know, mm-hmm. no one likes Trout Mask Replica by... <laughs> By Captain Beefheart and his magic band. I have hmm? heard of Captain Beefheart. Yep. <laughs> That's the end of that <laughs> sentence. Um, yeah. Well, it's one of the... Um, you know, it's usually a clay, uh, said to be one of the greatest albums in American history. Right. Which, admittedly, is insane. It... How would I describe it to you? I would probably describe it back to you as, it's fine. But there you go. You wouldn't. <laughs> no. I I literally, I went on Instagram and I did one of those little posts that you can put like a little... Apple. Uh, well, I didn't do a poll or no. such. You could, there's a slider and you slide how much you love something. All right. So it starts off looking like a piece of poo and it slides up to a man with hearts in his eyes. <coughs> Oh, excuse me. And it barely moved. Like, mm-hmm. bare, no one, like, people just did not know what I was talking about. Oh. So, um, let's see. There's multiple people in the band, obviously, otherwise, it's not a band. They all play in different time signatures. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it's not jazz, it's sort of blues. Okay. <coughs> I'll believe you. Um, I've wanted a copy of it. On vinyl for a solid 10 years and could never find one under £500. Oh, okay. Told you. You're not getting that for Christmas. Well, guess what? <laughs> I've already found one <laughs> because it's been remastered. Actually, it's weird because I was reading the liner notes last night, you know, like a good boy, like yeah. back in the day when you didn't have the internet. Yeah. And um, it was actually it, the final master was done in. 2012 and it only got released last year limited edition and then this year properly by Third Man Records aka Jack White released it Um, it's pristine it's a real it's a real chef's kiss of a record it's better it's better than anything I've ever listened to but um, yeah it's difficult because like one track will be a guitarist playing in, like, you know, five seven, yeah. <laughs> which in itself is, like, is that a time signature? I mean, it is, but, um, or like, no, he's pl- you know he's playing like five eight. Someone mm. else is playing like seven eight simultaneously. The drummer's doing something else, and then when it feels right, Captain Beefheart will come in, and do his poetry. Well, now you've definitely lost me. <laughs> oh. Well, he was, he was, uh, sorry, alarms are going off. He was an expressionistic painter, right? And he wanted to get that feeling hourly. And it definitely works. (laughs) But, you know, after a track like that, it'll just be him in, like, the studio, like, almost like a field recording, like, off mic, just talking. All right. And then it'll cut to another song. And then it'll cut to someone recording something outside. 
At one point, I believe they put a microphone up to a telephone, and Frank Zappa is on the other end of the phone, and he just plays a song down the phone, and that's on the record. Okay. Which for 1969, if you ask me, was ahead of its time. Yeah. For crazy shit, that's really. I mean, no. when you're putting skits on a record, I mean that's ballsy, isn't it? Yeah, also, I... to make it worse for you, if you're, if I ever force you at gunpoint to listen to it, oh, I'm sure you will. It's a double album, right? Which a double album in six is that's like 88 minutes. Hmm. It's like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think I'm definitely out on that one. I don't know. I might have to quit if you force me. <laughs> Well, it's, it's, still, well it's, I, I think it's a twenty-eight track album, so I think one day I'll uh, I'll play you the first track and see how how you go. I might even explain it to you, or maybe. I've, I mean, I like that book so uh, I like that so much that album. Um, I, I haven't woken up yet, um, but I like that album so much that I have the uh, thirty-three and a third on it, and I don't have many of those. You know those little books you get? Yeah. Cute little ones. Yeah, on albums. Yeah, I've got the one on Trout Mask, and that's very good. I've actually also got it on an audiobook, because they cost... Like, uh, tip, if you like 33 and a third, the audiobooks cost £8 on Audible. It's actually cheaper to buy them than it is to buy the books. <laughs> um, the worst one, if uh, people at home like 33 and a third, by the way, the worst one, ironically, is uh, obviously... Often thought of the greatest album of all time. OK Computer, 33 and a third, worst one ever. Yeah? Yep. What's worst about it? Um, I think instead of getting a music professor or expert to do it, they got a professor to do it. And he's the most clinical, boring man. Yeah. So you go, this, uh, <clears throat> this song has 100 bars. Sometimes it is in 3-4. Sometimes it is at 152 beats per minute. And you just go, I'm sorry, what? what is this? <laughs> Stati- you know, it's a, a statistician. Yeah, it's a bit clinical. Yeah. Like, that album is very emotional. And this man seems to be the fitter, happier guy. But mm-hmm. not even, you know, in the wor- and you know, only on the page. Actually saying that, I might reread it again with a Stephen Hawking voice. <laughs> I'm quite going to get an audiobook of that with um, his voice box doing it. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Bit her, happier. <laughs> um, yeah, I came across, last night I was editing uh, Nora Clavicle, mm-hmm. which went up yesterday. <clears throat> yeah. And I realised at the end, I went, oh, here, Gareth, put your notes in, because I can access my notes on that episode. Yeah. Right? And I realised if you go to pages and right click, it's the robot voice from um, what was that podcast that just stopped being oh, made? Gossip Mongers. Gossip Mongers is just a right click on your MacBook. Mm. So I went boop, and it just read everything out verbatim, all of my notes. Nice. And I sent it via uh, Soundflower into the uh, Mac, and now people at home can just listen to my notes being read out <laughs> by a robot. Oh, I've listened to that. Now. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's worth it for a robot saying, shut up, Batman, you cunt. (laughs) (laughs) It's in fact so good that if I ever have a nice note or two, I might just put that at the end of every episode from now on. Ah, you know. If Gossip Mongers isn't coming back, I'll steal it from Yeah, it's ours now. Snooze you lose. I only made six episodes of that. 
And we got into it just as the last episode <laughs> yeah. came out. But how mm. dare you? More too good. I'd say they might do a series. You know, it might be done like a BBC series is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Maybe Ugh. it's on BBC Sounds and we don't know. They've got some exclusive stuff now. Mm. It's a free app. It's just a pain to have everything in different places. Yeah. I keep getting really random notifications during the night. You know what the most unacceptable notification was? Mm. Last night, 11pm, <clears throat> falling asleep. I like to go to sleep at 11 because yeah. obviously when you come around at 7, that means I can still get like 7 hours sleep. Yeah. If I, you know, once you settle. Once well, like I go to sleep at 11 in the morning <clears throat> and get up at about 7 at night. So. Yeah, so yeah. do the same thing. Right? So I settle down. My phone goes off and it's Fitbit telling me that I have two and a half thousand steps left of my day. What's well, the thing? Like, Rude. Sure. When you click on the thing going, right, I'm going to sleep now. So, because, mm. do you have to do that or is it just all no, you're, know you're sleeping? If you're wearing a Fitbit, it figures out from your heartbeat that you're asleep. Uh, so it's more precise oh, if you well, don't I always, do that. I always click on it going, right, I'm starting to sleep now. Oh, yeah, no, because you oh. you obviously when you press that button, you're not asleep. So no. I don't do that. But you would think... That when you'd done that, mm-hmm. it would stop doing to your wristy thing. Mm-hmm. And yet, I'll be sitting there trying to get to sleep. And it takes me a while. Um, and then it'll say to me at like 10 to whatever there is. They say mm-hmm. 10 to 12. You've still got 215 steps to take this hour. I'm like, oh, because I've been lying here trying to sleep, not moving. That's mm-hmm. why I haven't taken any steps. Because I'm failing to fall asleep. And now, just as I was probably drifting off. Um, my left arm started shaking. <laughs> and that's disconcerting. It's not great, right? Yeah. You should have a night shift setting on it. Yeah, but they should also have a a setting where your uh, wrist vibrates when your heartbeat gets to a certain level. I think that'd be very basic, but they don't. Yeah. You know it's, what I mean? Once you walk into, say, the fat burning zone, yeah. it vibrates. When you go into cardio zone, it vibrates again. Yeah. There's been a couple of times, like when I'll, like I'll start up my, my run keeper thing anyway for when I mm. go for a run, and sometimes it'll then buzz and go, "Hey, you're exercising. Do you want to start an exercise log thing in here?" And I always just click yes, not. Nah. Mm. But there's a heap of times it just doesn't. Yeah, well, um, I walked. Uh, true story. I walked up to the post office yesterday. Mm-hmm. Someone finally bought those uh, rabbit ear brackets from the old mixer. Yeah. Uh, it only took three months and I definitely lost like 40 quid in them but hey um, walked up to the post office and back and when I got back it, it pinged and went hey I just logged that 30 minute walk for you to which I said I mean I, I walk 8 hours a day why have you never, <laughs> never logged this before yeah deeply upsetting yeah I mean it's still long time exercise because I've, I've linked it to my run keeper anyway mm-hmm. but you'd think it would say it buzzed to recognise that I'm exercising when I'm running and run keeper's going but it doesn't always Swine did yesterday, just fine. Day uh, before, I didn't run the day before. Day before that, yes. Okay. Oh no, she didn't. It didn't register that day. <laughs> my run keeper did, and then it Fitbit eventually caught up and logged it on my little thing. Yeah, but um, it didn't buzz when I was like, I started running. Going, hey, you're running. Good for you. That's all I ask. We didn't ask uh, much. Just yeah. complete and utter devotion. Uh. I'm Gareth. I am Richard. And we're back with the penultimate Batman 66 review. Um, I've already yeah. forgotten which one it is. It involves a woman. Oh, oh the, the the enticing Dr. En- Cassandra? Entrancing. Oh, entrancing. Dr. Cassandra. 
should probably open my notes up. It's our 119th Batman episode. Yes, it is. Season 3, episode 25. 25. <sighs> Amazing. Hold on. I've got something in my eye. Where's my finger? But it's getting something in my eye. Here we go. Original air date. Seventh uh, of <clears throat> March, nineteen sixty-eight. Correct. Special guest villainess Ida Lupino was Doctor Cassandra. Oh, Doctor Cassandra Spellcraft. Get yes, her name right. Yeah, I have that as well. I only mentioned it once, but I wanted to write it down. So. Mm. Extra special guest villain Howard Duff as Kabbalah. Why do you get extra special? I don't know. Seems sexist. Well, no, she's number one. Yeah, but she's just special guest. Yeah, but when Catwoman's the second one, it says extra special villainess. So he's got no... Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, guest stars, David Lewis, not that one. David Zuckett, not that one. Written by Stanley Ralph Ross, directed by St- Sam Strangis. So what are we looking at? Uh, Dr. Cassandra Spellcraft of the Notorious Spellcraft family. Uh, has discovered a spell uh, that can render her and her husband Kabbalah invisible. And may I say, Batman is unimpressed. It is not a spell, though. It is tablets. <laughs> <laughs> well, wouldn't it be a potion in tablet form? No, that's not a spell, then. That's a potion. I mean, it's sort of a spell. Um, anyway, I cut and paste this. It's not me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm going to find whoever wrote that and have a word with them. Um... Their dastardly plans include releasing six arch felons from the state prison and raining hell down upon Gotham. It's <laughs> a bit harsh. I don't really think that happens. No, I don't think that happens at all. But, uh, you know, yet again, cut and paste. Yeah. Straight away, there's some wonderful exposition in this where she's like, well, yeah, not only can I make us invisible, um, uh, it's black magic. Like, they go out the <laughs> so weird isn't it mm. can't can it just be magic <clears throat> I find it odd that there it's, it's tablets which they're supposed to swallow it does quite audibly like, visibly chew there I wonder if he chews a tablet unless she is a witch maybe it's a Tums ugh I never liked the Tums here's a weird thing right have you ever seen a POV shot in that Batman before no it just cuts to someone running at him you're like pretty, that's weird I'll tell you this is pretty good actually you've got the floating bag of money mm-hmm. you cannot see the wire not true that's actually pretty good Considering it, how low budget this episode is. They probably went to uh, Jerry Anderson and asked him what he does to the wires. He went, He's like, I come on it! And they, and they went, hung up. I have wires, they're real. <laughs> you know My seen? children are real. <laughs> I've preempted Toy Story. Uh, um, Here's the thing as well. He gets the phone right and he's like, they didn't see anything. They saw something. Yeah. I mean, I could describe what just yeah, happened there. It's a floating bang. Exactly. Oh. So, are they are, are like now Commissioner Gordon and uh, O'Hara are getting attacked, right? Yeah. Are they now going to go? Oh, we didn't see anything, Batman. It's like you were you were bummed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you felt punches and things, and you watched a floating telephone and someone speak. And that person was yeah. definitely female. <laughs> you definitely saw each other there. But look at look at he's never looked more like a turtle. <laughs> I'm telling you, O'Hara has been forced to sit on like a poker up his bum. <laughs> no, not forced. He loves it. So why is he walking with a limp in the next episode? 
Well, they, they mentioned there that he sprained his ankle playing ping pong. I'll have you know. Oh, yeah. Sure. That's, that's code <laughs> for being bummed by a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Kabbalah. Terrible man. Oh, here you go. Um, Dr. Cassandra described herself as an evil doing swinger. Yeah, I've wrote that. I'm going to swing her down there going, oh, wow. That's, uh, yeah, didn't see that coming. So maybe she is pegging O'Hara while she's at it. Sideline. <laughs> she's probably got some sort of tablet that turns into a fucking strap on or something. <laughs> uh, I just pop a tablet, turns me invisible, gives me a boner. And then when it wears off, if I can hit my head or something, the boner disappears. It's definitely an anime version, right? It's a real... Um what was that awful show called? I mean, it's not like something that everyone watched. I don't know. It was one of those technically porny ones. Urutsuki <laughs> Doshi. <laughs> oh, Legend uh, of the Overfiend. Legend of the Overfiend. No, after that. Like a, like a Bible black or something like that. Oh, I never watched. I never saw those. I out. did see Overfiend and <laughs> Legend of the Demon Womb and all that sort of stuff. I did definitely see all of those. Um, owned them in VHS. Still got them somewhere. Um, and I will go out on a limb and say those films make less sense than Akira. Oh, well, I've never seen Akira, but I, they did make no sense whatsoever. Uh, I, I don't know if they're cut to pieces for the UK or they're Japanese and just edited by somebody uh, who doesn't speak English. I have many questions. Whoever we fuck explodes except you for some reason. <laughs> Bye. Uh, they probably watched Cat People first, right? What's Cat People? Remember the Cat People remake with uh, with Malcolm McDowell and Natasha Kinski from the mm. 80s? You know, it had that Bowie song. Cooking down fire with gasoline. Yeah. You know that song. Um, and, you know, he turns, if he isn't, it, if he fucks someone, he turns into a cat and it's like a panther and so he kills them. Mm. But he doesn't turn into a cat if he fucks his sister, who's yeah. also a cat. I mean, it's a very. Yeah, it was. Well, it's Malcolm McDowell, so it's that creepy Malcolm McDowell thing where he's like, well, I have to fuck, so I have to fuck my sister. <laughs> <laughs> She was there, officer. What was I meant to do? Not fuck her? What, what, sort, of, what sort of plot is this? Oh. I'm sure by the end of it, the dad from Home Alone is keeping Natasha Kinski as a panther in a zoo. There's many layers yeah. of fucked up in that film. Mm. Um, if you don't want to think of him as the dad from Home Alone, you can think of him as uh, the the guy who from uh, Sharknado. Anyway, carry oh, on. Oh, he wasn't that. Um... <laughs> Here's the thing. Batman discusses his plan with Commissioner Gordon and everything in the room that there was previously invisible people in who mm-hmm. might still be there. So I'm just like sitting there going, don't discuss your plan now. They could be sitting in the corner of the room. Yeah, well, their plan is very good. But, their yeah. plan, just to get us up to speed, is to go to the library and read on occult sciences. Yeah. Oh, you mean occult sciences? No, occult. He said to an A, definitely. I say occult. No, but I say occult. Oh, cult. Occult. Occult. Oh, oh, oh. It's not a. Ah, it's a yak. It's yak. That's what she's eating. They're not eating pills. They've got little tubs of yogurt. <laughs> a cult is what Charlie Manson had. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, here's the thing. She's talking about taking anti antidote pills. Yes, I've written that down. They can remember. Wouldn't that a- be a dope pill? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly take these dopes. <laughs> These filthy oh. dote pills. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah. Here's the thing about Kabbalah. His mm-hmm. jacket's shit. 
Yes. It's of all the sort of costumes they've given people, considering we've got a man who runs around with big question marks on him and things. Mm-hmm. This one, where he just seems to have some sort of silver fish, uh, a male symbol thing, and a moon and a star. It's uh, oh, I suppose that is a fish, isn't it? It makes more like sort of horoscopy kind of thing. Yeah, I saw it more like those those blunt metal knives that like knife throwers throw at <laughs> women <right>. on circles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, I can see it's a very similar shape. Um, oh. What album? Here's another thing. What album cover mm-hmm. <clears throat> featured like circusy type stuff, and there was like a knife through in it, but the knife was like sticking in the guy's leg or something. This is like it was a white cover, but it, uh, white cover. Hey Siri. <laughs> But this is I'm talking what, old. What album has a white cover with circus people and knives in legs? <laughs> Sorry, I can't find that. Well, there you go. That's <laughs> oh, gonna bug me now. Well, I don't know, you haven't got many albums, so Oh but I'm going back to like as a kid things. So this it's definitely like it was in the same sort of rack as my um Night the Opera and stuff like that. So it's going back very early 80s, maybe late 70s. Well, you said Night of the Opera. That's got a lot of little drawings on it that I've not paid attention to. Could it be buried in there? That's a white cover. What's it going to be? Yeah, there's a very colourful well, centre. Well, opera and circus don't go together. No, but it doesn't mean that's not yeah. true. Oh, well. Never mind. I'll, I'll, it's bothering me now, but I'll forget in about five minutes. Night at the Opera cover... Uh. It's not that, is it? I mean, I, now I remember what that cover is. It's kind of like two. Pit, uh, it's like a. It's like an emblem in it, an yeah. awful emblem. But I was thinking about the inside art, though. Mm. I think I just. I think I was just white and lyrics in a very hard to read font, as I remember. White cover, circus imagery. It's it's showing me uh, copies of the uh, TV show Circus. So I don't think I'm ever going to find it. Yahoo needs to sort out their search engine, or I need to stop looking Oof. at beautiful women on the internet because it's like, how quickly do pictures of boobs appear on my search? <laughs> it's like, I don't think that should happen. I know I have safe search off. I'm 40 years old. I'm like yeah. that, but I don't. I don't yeah. need to see what people are having for breakfast. Also, I thought that thing came into play with the digital, you know. No, where, where they're trying to stop children looking <clears> at <throat> pornography. Because if I have to ta- type in a circus cover and the fourth picture is a woman's breast, they've done bad. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely not work. <laughs> uh, um, here's the thing about Doctor Cassandra's plan, mm-hmm. which is uh, we're going to break out all the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Couldn't she just wait two weeks until Warden Creighton releases them all anyway for no apparent reason? True. Yeah. But there's some people never getting let out. I mean, the Riddler was never getting out again for whatever reason, so... Yeah. <laughs> and we already know from a couple of weeks ago that Tut shouldn't be in there because they were going to let him go back to Yale. Yeah, because he, uh, he was not sane again, but not concussed again or something. They really need to wrap his head in some sort of like... You know, like they did it before. They put him like gave him like a metal bowler hat. Yeah. But maybe they should like create almost like a mummy mask out yeah, of like bubble wrap or something. Mummy. Oh. Um. See, this is what happens when Batman gets cocky, right? He walks up to Cassandra. Yeah. He talks to her like a piece of shit. 
<laughs> he walks up and goes, well, you know, you're not that good. I mean, mm. she is. She has created invisibility. Yeah. I mean, she's doing pretty good. And he's like, you're a piece and she, of shit. And she is about to turn them into cardboard cutouts, yeah. so that's quite impressive. So he pulls. she pulls out a gun, and he's mm. like, a gun? Yeah. It's not a gun, though. It's an albino ray gun. Which I wrote as an albino ray gun. I didn't yeah. know why. Well, it's, um, apparently it's a reference to albino ray, a guitarist and band leader. But it was originally called the Ronald Ray Gun, but network censors uh, objected. Why? It's not like he was president in the 60s. Senator or something at a time. So, mm. yeah. um, We should also mention the um, Spiffanies here. We've got the proprietor, G. David Shine, played by... G. David Shine. Um, mm-hmm. He was an executive. He was the executive producer of The French Connection. Huh. Um, this is his only acting role. Why choose this? It's <laughs> a bit of an odd one. Um, he was an aide to the disgraced Senator Joe McCarthy and Roy Cohn. He married Miss Universe in 1955. She was also a former Miss Sweden, I believe. Okay. Um, but he died in a plane crash alongside his wife and son in 1996. His son was the pilot. What you get for teaching your son to fly a plane? Yeah, when, when you're not qualified, you're just a producer. Also, uh, going back to that guy, why is he selling diamond dust? Yeah. He's like sweeping up dust and then putting it in a pile called diamond dust. Yeah. You don't just sell dust. It's like when people sell like ends of carpets and stuff. <laughs> why not? If you're carpet in, remnant if world, you're, yeah. So this is car, uh, diamond remnant palace or something. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, oh, how many times do they say the word Marv in this? I don't think I've heard that before. They say what? Marv. Do they? That's Marv. That's in Marvelous, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, Marv. Totally missed that. No. Her husband says it like 400 times mm. in reference to uh, Alvino race. <laughs> See, I think they're going, oh, it's going tragic they're going to live out the rest of their lives like this skin in well, sort that's of horrifying right but it's also the fact is how do we know they can't hear in this thing they could be sitting there just internally screaming and hearing everything around about i them. believe they say that they can't say anything so when alfred collects them batman uh, batgirl doesn't know their secret that's not like well because he could they oh. could hear his voice oh. yeah wait so they literally do it as a plot point but it becomes horrifying because of it do you think? Oh, um, also, going back quickly to the albino, where they get shrunk down to two D or whatever. Yeah. The the last thing Batman says when he's insulting her is that she has no style. <laughs> two seconds later, he is a comic book. Actually, not wrong with how look at her. She actually looks pretty good compared to his crappy jacket. I I think when he said no style, I think like her her criminal oh. ways have no style. Because she pulled out a gun on him. It, it yeah, I suppose, yeah. That, but even then, nobody else is... Well, okay, there was the the witch woman was using magic as well. Yeah. But not quite as successfully as um, Cassandra has. I would quite like Hilda to be her, like, mum or something. Mm. <coughs> I do like the fact that these cutouts, they have got, like... It's a all-round thing. It's not like there's an edge that's just... Yeah, yeah. Colour. They've actually done a proper job on that. Mm. They're considering within this episode, how much money they've attempted to save. Those cutouts weren't cheap. Because, <laughs> see, we've got no henchmen in this one True. at all. You've got um, other bad guys that show up, mm-hmm. but none of them played by the actual bad guys. True. Um, yeah. And we've also got um, War, uh, Warden Crichton's final appearance. Mm-hmm. 
So that's fine because he was kind of shit anyway. And we've got the prison guard played by Bill Zuckert. 231 credits, including Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, mm-hmm. Naked Gun 33 and a third, and three episodes of Columbo. Not bad. He was in Murder in Malibu, A Case of Immunity, and Negative Reaction. Her, her, her handbag is a goldfish. Why have I never noticed that till now? That's actually pretty cool. Mm. Why is that goldfish? What's the reference there? I don't know. What would that be to do with? Maybe it's the same as his fish on his ship. Hmm. Maybe it was cheap in a shop and the same colour as her hat. And someone <laughs> went, yes. Oh. Yeah, this, um, these bad guys. I, I don't want to point something out here yeah. or be accused of something, but Catwoman is white again. Yeah, well, you mentioned that. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> yeah, you've got uh, Julie Newmar standing, or even mm-hmm. Mer- um, Meriwether, but mm. not Eartha Kitt. Yeah. Well, of course, she was blacklisted at this point because of something political she said indeed um why's it got to be blacklisted <laughs> but um i can't argue that hey uh, uh, how did they mis- film this i mean at least three out of six of them in that shot are the right people hint they've yeah. all recently had episodes yeah but <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, Egghead is not Vincent Price. No. I say they're not terrible stand-ins, but... No, they're probably just they're certain ones doubles, you right? shouldn't show just quite as close. King Tut one's kind of acceptable. Yeah. Everybody else sort of keeps their back to the thing. The Egghead one's very obvious, but fine. Joker one's all right. You see up in front of this, you sort of see more of him well, no, from, from the a front, distance. I think that is Cesar Romero in that last scene. No. Yeah. None of them played him. None of them. No. no, no. From the back, fair oh. dues. But no, when but they f- come out... On. No. No, they did. No, they didn't. they didn't. Because it was just... It was a budget thing, so they just got their stand-ins. So there was, that was oh. not Cesar Romero. Well, that's very good then. Well yeah. done. Yeah. Um, it's a decent smoke effect as well. Yeah. I see, because obviously just got can, sort of two panes of glass smoke up the middle, but it's can, very well done. That's what I'm saying. Considering that we're saving money here, they've done better effects in this one episode than in almost every other episode. So, how has a uh, Batgirl never been in the Batcave? I'm she sure she must. Has. I feel like she has. I'm sure they've knocked her out once before. Me too. To get her there, mm-hmm. and that's the season as well. So it's not that long ago. No. Maybe that gaster stuff. No, do you? We can't remember. Also, I never mentioned, but Dick's hair's even worse than it was last week. Yeah, well, he's letting it go just now. He's only got a couple of go. He doesn't have to get it cut for a while, so he's getting a bit shaggy. He's a real George Lazenby. Now I'm going to draw, yeah. grow a beard and just be my own man. He's not old enough to grow a beard. He's like 15. Okay, he's not 15, but... He's 40. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. Um, yeah, so... <clears throat> yeah, he's got... He goes to the back computer... Because he's going to go and use the back computer to track recently released villains. Yes. So is he tagged all these people somehow? Because it seems to me like he must have secretly kind of stabbed them or something and put a little tracker in them or something. Like you make her a chip a dog. Yeah, 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 totally. But this thing actually homes in on people. That seems unethical. Batman's a monster. Alfred really covered all his bases, right? Oh, yeah. But I don't know if he remembered to remove their names from the bat poles. 
because you can't see them. Oh, that's true. So I'm just saying. She's like, I'll oh, just keep quiet. It's fine. But she doesn't even remember being in the Batcave, so she's not going <laughs> to. She's not going to remember being up there. The amount of amnesia drugs they keep giving her. Yeah. It's like, oh, shield your face, Robin, and his face was shielded <laughs> with a leather glove. Yeah. Look at that. He's doing an aside. Aside. I hate Batman. Aside. <laughs> I'm going to breathe this shit in. I don't want to remember him either. Uh, I hate this man taking me from my family, which I assume are alive, but he sprayed me with something, so they might be dead. <laughs> oh, wait. It's coming back. PTSD. He's just rocking back and forth in the corner. Yeah, they're definitely dead. Oh. Batman's like, Alfred, it's happened again. Get the extra special spray. They forget forget your PTSD spray. Oh, we missed something quite <gasps> quite important in that last scene. No, what? Well, the Batgirl goes to sleep, and instantly Robin goes, "Look how pretty she is when yeah. she's asleep." And Batman says, "Ah, you're a growing boy, Robin. You <laughs> notice these things now." Growing boy, because she's kind of sitting on his knee. Yeah, he'll be noticing he's growing too. It's like. Calm down, Robin. We're, and also, Batman, you're a creep, Dave. Yeah, we're about to go to some very bumpy terrain while he's sitting on his knee. Oh, he's going to make a mess of his leotard. Ugh. Don't only comment on uh, someone, so, uh, you know, uh, how attracted you are to someone once they're asleep. As a general rule, it's frowned upon. I like watching her sleep, Batman, as the back computer starts beefing. <laughs> like, warning, like, alarms go yeah, off. And new like, criminal in Batcave. Uh, Oh, Jesus Christ. So, yeah, so... We're coming up to an invisible bat fight. This is actually all right in the fact that our plan now is, okay, you're all free, I'm going to give you my stuff, you just give me half of whatever you pinch. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of the better plans. It's not bad. Um, But then... Yeah, then they do have a... Yeah, again, a fight, saving money here. It's just them play-acting like Gordon was. Like, yeah. Pretend to get punched and things, and then they just have the audacity just to turn the lights out and have us watch nothing for a little while. But you know the weird thing is, yeah. Batgirl has never been in a fight, as in she's no no one would punch her. Yeah. But now they're invisible. They're like yeah, I've always wanted to hit a woman. They are kicking the shit. You then go. Oh, what thing as well? Oh no, there is a woman. Catwoman's there. Well, Catwoman's there, and so is Cassandra. But here's the thing as well. In the once they turn the lights out and they go, well, it's a fair fight now. None of us can see it. Batman's definitely hitting like Catwoman or Cassandra at some point because they're just they don't know who they're hitting because pitch black. Not true. So he can. That's a terrible series of punches from Robin there. Yeah. I mean, if you told me it was a bad dance, I might believe you. Oh. (laughs) Is that a stunt woman doing that or a guy in heels? Because either way, they're getting fucked up. How? How? In this season, has there never been another scene where we've seen the bat dance mm-hmm. and Batgirl didn't get involved doing it as well? That seems like a missed opportunity at some point. That's another thing for your fetish list, you pervert. Oh. No, I don't want to see it, but I'm just thinking, why haven't we seen it? <laughs> why haven't I seen it? I, I don't want to I see mean, it. I, can, we have, I don't want to see it. We haven't seen it. But if we did see it, I'd watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I, I think the man protests too much. It just it just seems like there should have been. Oh. See, this is like Tony Stark's dream in, <laughs> in Infinity War. Sees all the dead people. Oh, was that Infinity War? Well, no, that's before that, right? Oh, it's a vision. Yeah, it was probably. Isn't um, that like 
Iron Man 3, maybe, with PTSD, or... Yeah, yeah, it could have been. Or, yeah, like, I, Civil War or something. I got, I got confused. There's too many. I'm just saying that's, uh, there is yeah. too many. Oh. And apparently there's a box set coming out called Infinity Saga now, with the, oh, the first three phases in one box set. Jesus Christ. That's like 23 films. What is that going to be? Well, I assume if they're being kind... If you said £10 each, then you're looking at 230 quid as a basis. I'm going to be skint. I'm assuming it's going to be... Well, remember the, the no, Tesseract not, one from Phase 1 yeah. came out, and that was like 190 quid. Ugh. And, yeah. uh, and I think it was only bloody Region 1. His torch is upside down. Ah, you know. Hey, um, uh, well, that's... What's with his oh. weird brown felt hat yeah. Kamish's hat is off colour to the point that it's well O'Hara can't take his eyes off it yeah it's also technically considering they're going to the spa because of I can't remember why they're saying here but yet again O'Hara does not have a limp now where he will have in the next episode because yeah, he did something in real life leave him alone mm. <laughs> only one episode to go he should have not went mountain biking that day or something <laughs> or whatever it's O'Hara does he just down a hill oh and we're doing the fucking Lindy Hop or whatever it is he did in the 60s. He probably got kicked by, you know, a woman he was trying to oh. manhandle. He looks like a manhandler. I'm so sorry, <laughs> yeah. Stafford Rep. That's not nice. Oh. I mean, you might have been, but it's not good to jacuzzi. Those everyone. Irish have a temper on them in the 60s. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> no. Ja, ja, Ugh. Yeah. So... Yeah, next week, well, next episode, it's uh, uh, Minerva. Yeah. And Minerva has been in this before, right? Yeah, was no. Or is it she called something else? I think I was getting yeah, mixed or, up or with... Or mix it with that Queen of Diamonds. I was, yeah, I was mixing it up with Marsha, Queen of Diamonds, I the think. The end. It's oh. never said that before. No, and it doesn't say that in the next episode, which is the end. <laughs> oh. Um... Yeah, I think I was getting. I was expecting a Marsha Queen of Diamonds episode. Yes. And then watched this and was like, "Oh wait, a minute, this is not the same character at all." I was uh, racist when it came to Batman villains because I think they all look alike or something. Why? Because they're all white women. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and someone went, "Eartha isn't white." As soon as she says something mildly provocative, remove her from the screen for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, harsh. Yes. Because she's good. Oh. I mean, she's insane. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about Eartha Kitt in her episodes when you watch them is you can tell she's crazy. So, a rating for um, Dr. Cassandra and Kabbalah. <sighs> I mean... As episodes trying to go uh, save money go, it isn't awful, right? No, I said there are certain parts. In we it. were very concerned with these last two episodes because they were nobodies. Yeah, but you're like, well, yeah, you'll yeah. introduce a new villain right before you finish forever. Yeah, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was all right. I'm, know? I'm gonna have to go with the classic Gentleman Six. I think. Yeah, I was, I'm gonna join you. Hey, because. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't really have anything to say on the matter. Uh, Kabbalah 
was a little too scruffy. He really didn't do anything either. No, but you can't have a talk to herself. Then just have a couple henchmen or something. You could probably get a couple of the recurring henchmen for the same price of a David Hoff or whatever his name was. Mm-hmm. Oh, I never did their um their bios and who they were. Oh yeah, please give me a give me a henchman slash yeah, villainess there's corner. A, there's a I missed that. We've got a uh, Doctor Cassandra Spellcraft played by Ida Lupino. Ida Lupino. 105 acting credits, including two Columbos. Yep. Uh, short Fuse and Swan Song. I fucking love Short Fuse. 66 episodes of... Oh! oh. Sorry, I forgot Swan Song. She plays fucking uh, Johnny Cash's annoying wife. Mm. That he kills in the plane. <laughs> uh, spoilers. Um, <laughs> it happens in the first two months. <laughs> exactly. Um, 66 episodes of Mr. Adams and Eve as Eve Drake. I mean, it's a terrible 41 name. 41 directorial credits. This is the important part for Idol Painter. Um, lots of TV, Three Gilligan's Island, mm-hmm. Bewitched, Twilight Zone. A few films, uh, including a 1953 film, The Hitchhiker. Yep. Which she also wrote the screenplay for. Uh-huh. Uh, two fishermen pick up a hitchhiker. He's an escaped psychotic convict. Um, he's going to kill them when they finish. Is that film remade as the Rutger Hauer Hitchhiker? I assume so, <laughs> because it has to be mm. really, isn't it? Otherwise it's... I think so, but I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, she was a very successful and probably, you know, one of the first most successful female directors. Yeah. I mean, after <clears throat> that one that directed all that shit for Hitler. Whose <laughs> 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 yeah. name I have forgotten. But... um. Um, let's go. Kabbalah, <laughs> yeah. played by Howard Duff. Mm-hmm. Um, 138 credits, including Kramer vs. Kramer. 73 episodes of Felony Squad as Detective Sergeant Sam Stone. Felony Squad? Yeah. Don't know if that's a good name or not. 66 episodes of Mr. Adams and Eve as Howard Adams. Oh, that's why they hired him. No, they hired him because he's married to Ida Lupino. Oh. So, yeah. So there you go. I feel bad for thing. her now. Um, he's a very scruffy he's also, man. Here's the thing as well. He did two episodes of Magnum P.I. where he plays... Magnum? Cap- no. <laughs> he plays Captain Thomas Sullivan Magnum the First. So is he playing Magnum's dad? I, I even so. looked at the synopsis to see if it would t- just fly out say that. Mm. It never does on either episode. But I'm assuming... He's not a young man though. He might be no. playing the granddad. Maybe Mag maybe Magnum PI is actually Magnum the Third. So was he Thomas Magnum? Yeah. Right? Must right. I never knew what his first name was. I thought it was. Must be then. So yeah. Do you see them pictures of uh Chris Kristen Bell go to Halloween as uh Magnum P. I. No. <laughs> is it good? Um yeah, what was that on it was on her episode of Hot Ones. I thought it was. I've not, oh, yeah, you've started watching those. I've yeah. watched a few here and there. Well, no, because um, the there's at the same Halloween, there's a picture of her as Magnum P.I., and she looks actually bizarrely like Lennon Parham. You know, Lennon Parham? From, yeah. You know, with Jessica Sinclair. Um, Pardon me. Uh, but then it cuts to a picture of her being looking quite upset as Elsa from Frozen because her kids wanted her to be Elsa. When, as she points out, in Frozen, she is the voice of Anna. All right, okay. And so why can't she be the character she plays? And she seems very upset by the yeah. whole situation. Oh, well, there's someone. Can they do a box set of Magnum P.I.? Because I would watch the shit out of that. 
<laughs> We're not doing Magnum PI on this <laughs> No, I just want to no. Why would I, I just want it? Oh. I mean, you know, I don't you know, I don't know for certain, but I guarantee you there is a Magnum PI box set. I'd find to be. You know the people who make those Columbo box sets and yeah. play. They definitely do a Magnum yeah. box set. Hey Siri. How much is a Magnum box set on Amazon? I mean, that's not a number, Siri. It isn't a number. I just wanted the price straight away. But it's fine. Magnum PI, the complete collection, $58.99. Well, that's definitely worth it. Think about the TV I watched. I I could probably not give a shit about the A-Team now. Knight Rider, meh, not really bothered. But yeah, Magnum, I think I could quite happily sit back and watch a Magnum. I don't know. Well, I, gu- I, I guarantee... That you're not watching new Magnum and it's been on for a year. I didn't know there was a new Magnum. Yeah, you know the guy. You know this. What's his name? I don't want to be racist. You know the guy from Suicide Squad, with all the tattoos on his face. Yeah. He's Magnum. Why not just get Tom Selleck back and have him be Magnum nowadays? Because he does Blue Bloods on TV. And he's like 70 years old and he doesn't want to do 40 episodes of TV a year. Makes sense. He gets to hang about in a Hawaiian shirt. 158 episodes. That's a bargain at 58.99. I know, it's like you get 100 episodes free and the others are only a pound each. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You should advertise it like that. (laughs) Um, and now buy your first 58 episodes pound each 59th episode 99p everyone else free Jay Hernandez that's his name uh, is now let's have a look uh, Jay Hernandez is Thomas Magnum no he's not not my Thomas <laughs> hashtag uh, not my hashtag not my Magnum most most in uh I don't know if this will make you raise an eyebrow or not, but uh, Perdita Weeks plays Juliet Higgins. Twist. Who's that? Well, I don't know who she is, but I'll tell you now, she's a very young woman playing Higgins. It's fine. You want it? Yeah. And then, what we got? Zachary Knighton as Orville Rick Wright. Oh, is he the helicopter pilot? <laughs> I thought that was T.C. Calv- uh, Theodore Calvert. Oh, I can't remember. Um, and that's Stephen Hill nowadays. Um, oh, Tim Kang's in it from The Mentalist. There you go. We we know him. You might not watch I, The Mentalist. I, I watched every episode. It was great. And yeah. bizarrely, is that one episode or is it a reoccurring? I need to know. Sorry, give me one second. Oh, it's not. We've already got down... <laughs> But he is in two episodes. Ken Jong is in two episodes, <laughs> as is Jordana Brewster from uh, Fast and Furious. Here's an idea right now for a TV series they should remake, and they probably have. And I just it was shit. Whatever. Remake the Love Boat, just so they've done that a hundred times, no, haven't but, they? But now, mm-hmm. but have King Kim Jong as. You know how they always had the Asian bartender? Yes. But just have him be the Asian bartender again and just really hate everybody on that boat. <laughs> so have it like 
get Dan Harmon or somebody to write Love Boat. Mm-hmm. There you go. I know he's busy with Rick and Morty or whatever, but when he's done with that, have him. He'll never be done. Didn't they buy seventy episodes? That's like seven years easy. Well, after that, then have him like, yeah, have him redo Love Boat, but make it horrible. You know the craziest thing about New Magnum? Call it Fuck Boat. <laughs> no, don't call it. Yeah, what's the craziest thing about Magnum? It's, it's. I don't know if it's a spin-off, literally, but it's set in the same world as Hawaii Five O and something else. There's like three shows that are all set in the same universe, and they're all remakes. Let me the other one then. I can't think. Um, hold on. How? What if I <laughs> type in Hawaii? That'd be weird if it turned out to be like Street Hawk. <laughs> new Night Rider we knew nothing about Magnum P.I. Hawaii Five-0 and Airwolf no. maybe it's just Magnum P.I. I don't know Hawaii 5 and there's the thing I thought what, they'd never do it but wouldn't we find at some point if in one of the Marvel films you've got one of these scroll transforming and he's going to transform into Nick Fury but just briefly turns into Hasselhoff Mm-hmm. That'd be good. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I hit the wrong link. Oh. <laughs> I got to Yahoo Answers. Oh no! I'm re- watching reruns of old Ma- uh, Hawaii Five O, and I uh, read that not only did Magnum PI take place in Hawaii too, but that Hawaii Five O unit was mentioned in Magnum PI periodically throughout the series and Magnum even mentioned Steve Garrett by name in pilot um, was Magnum P.I. a spin-off of Hawaii Five-0 best answer no <laughs> <laughs> well yeah um, but, but was now it the, was it also the only answer <laughs> yeah, but now it is mm. in that the same people who make Hawaii Five-0 make the new Magnum and obviously the same crew just shoot them both the other. I don't. I, I checked and I can't see it. Maybe it's just Magnum. Maybe there's not a third one. I'm lying. It's Mash, and it was Kelly, whatever her name was, who went back to Hawaii after the Kelly end. Ripper. Yeah, she was from Hawaii, <laughs> so maybe it's her now. She's just <laughs> her relatives appear in Magnum. Maybe it's what's her name from <laughs> Battlestar Galactica? No, she's definitely in Hawaii Five O. Well, she's not anymore. She left. All the cool kids left Hawaii Five O for whatever reason, Ugh. like Daniel Day Kim, you know from Lost. He's in the new Hellboy movie. Oh, did you see that? I have seen that. How was it? It was not as good as the first two, <clears throat> and as good as those two animated films they made with the voice cast of the first two. Yeah. You know what it feels like, right? You know when you get those giant issues of like something, but it's got like 20 stories in. Yeah. Feels like one of them. So it starts off and he's on a mission, but that Mm. mission ends after 10 minutes and it does not connect to the rest of the film. But it's a film and not a TV show. You know what I mean? (laughs) And then they get another mission and it doesn't connect to anything. And then they get another mission and it does connect to other stuff. And Mm. then they get another mission and it doesn't connect to anything. And then they get another mission. So, <laughs> and it's like, yeah. it's maybe an hour and 40 minutes long, 100 minutes. Yeah. And there's probably 10 sort of mini missions. Mm. 
Would it? Would something like that work better as a series then? If it was on like Netflix or something? I don't know because it still seems quite expensive. Mm. You know, I mean, they were spending, I believe, like ten million an episode of like Westworld, right? Yeah, which is a lot of money, but that's still nothing compared to the budget of Hellboy, which was like a hundred million. Yeah. So. No. I should have eaten breakfast. I'm getting hungry. I did something. I I did (laughs) something insane last night. Right. Oh, we should probably get away, right? But you really, so we're actually horribly ahead. It's only five past eight. We're gonna you're gonna be home by half nine. We'll be like, look at this, it's crazy. I'm usually running down to McDonald's. (laughs) So what was the horrible thing you did last night? Um I put a scoop of protein powder into some yogurt that was already high protein. Ooh. Double protein. I I um was trying to satisfy some hunger cravings and it worked. Mm-hmm. But what has happened now is I am five times hungrier than normal. I don't know mm. what that means. Mm. But yeah, it was uh, you know that that Icelandic yogurt they do. Yes, that's uh, high protein. Yeah. I, I put that with my uh, mixed fruit in the morning, right? Yeah. When I get my three or my five a day, and um, yeah, before before I put the uh, yogurt on top, I whisked it with uh, some peanut butter cereal milk. Mm. It's the bomb, you. But mm. I think I need to get standard cereal milk. But I need. I also need to look up how much protein is too much protein. All right. Because well, the high protein yogurt mm-hmm. plus the protein shake. I worked out after I'd eaten it because I took the. I had the whole tub of yogurt in the end as well because yeah. I was hungry and how bad could it possibly be there's 110 calories a seven you know what I mean yeah. so I'm like yeah, whatever. I'll have it all <laughs> sorry okay. um, and yeah there was uh, it was 70 grams of protein Jesus Christ okay that is a hell of a lot because I it was the other day it was Thursday morning I finished work went for a run mm-hmm. came home but I had to go sort of straight to bed because um, Getting up at night to go for a meal with family yeah, yeah. and stuff that went that went great. Um, Good. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so I thought, well, I need something to eat because I've not eaten all night. Mm-hmm. Can't just can not eat. So I decided I was going to have protein shake when I went home because I had it for a while, but it's in the cupboard. Mm-hmm. So I had that. Then I put in like my thirty odd grams of that spirulina stuff, which is not even thirty odd grams. It was like twenty, mm-hmm. but of that spirulina, it's like stupid like. 16 grams of protein or something in the 20 gram spoonful or something okay um put that put some maca in it as well for b12 spirulina spirulina um, used almond milk to mix it up as well mm-hmm. blended it all up tasted great it was all chocolate flavored and stuff it was great mm-hmm. so the spirulina does turn whatever you're doing very 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 dark green pretty much black um as a result, everything that comes out you later on is the darkest, greenest colour you've ever seen in your life. Oh. But also, something in there didn't mix very well with me because when I got up, oh my god, everything just blasted out of me. Um, at high speed. But, um, yeah. Mm. So I don't know how much was in that. I don't, was it not anywhere near bloody 70 grams you had, but something did not sit right with well, me. Say, I had a one pound yoghurt. And one scoop of protein, and the two combined was seventy grams without doing anything else. Jeez. It's kind That's of insane. Quite a lot. It is, but you know what? 
it did fill me up. Well, that's good. Because, um, oh, I haven't told you this. Mm. I stopped drinking coffee. Oh, why? Because last Saturday, I had crazy palpitations. And then Sunday, when we were recording, I just had an awful coffee. And I don't know what it was. And so on Monday, I decided not to have one. And that carried on throughout the week. And I've not had any caffeine all week. Oh, and by day three, I was getting eight hours sleep a night. Mm. According to my Fitbit. That's pretty good. Without getting up in the middle of the night or waking up an hour yeah. late or anything else. So I was like, maybe I need to, you know, carry that on. Maybe there's a point. Now, here's the thing. Since I've been drinking more water, mm-hmm. um, other than like the first few days when I was drinking as much water was, I was having to get up <laughs> mid-sleep because I was going to piss myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now that's all sort of settled in and I'm used to drinking water because, yep. again... I was in the deep before. Um, yeah, I tend to be like, falling, like it does take me a while still to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. But once I do, I don't wake up until it's time to wake up. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. There you go. That's weird. Mm-hmm. I find that weird even though it's normal because I'm just not used to it. Uh, well, you know, in my bid to attempt to get healthier, I don't know. If I put a scoop of protein powder in my yogurt before I go to work every day, <laughs> is that good or is that a waste? I don't mm. even know. Yeah, you know I mean, hey Siri, how much protein is too much protein? <laughs> okay, I found this on the web for how much protein just, is too just much. Just tell protein. me. Is too much protein bad for your health? Oh, that's a good one. I didn't even think of that. Um, yes, I accept your cookies. The supposed dangerous protein are a popular subject. Some say a high protein intake can reduce calcium in bones. Stop. I don't eat bones. Then. Um, so I have my bone broth. Yeah, they're essential. Yeah, we need them. Yeah, we love them. Can't get enough. Um... And basic recommendations for protein are 0.36 grams of protein per pound of body weight. So 56 grams of protein for a 154 pound 70 kilogram individual. So how much do you weigh? Not 70 kilos, but 100 kilos. Well, yeah, so you're fine then. Yeah, but you can't get it all in one meal at the beginning of the day, right? Apparently you can. Okay. <laughs> Apparently you just did. Uh, <laughs> Oh, pro- oh! here's a good news for everyone. Protein does not cause osteoporosis. Okay. Who right. thought it did? I don't know, but it's in big bold letters there, so I'm just going... What's wrong with oh. people? People are idiots. I didn't... You, you read all these things and I was like, well, I never even thought of this. No. It's like, is protein bad for you? How could it be bad for protein me? Protein intake and kidney damage. Here we go. Oh, okay, maybe. The kidneys are a remarkable organ. Yeah, no, just get to the point. Um... Adding some more protein to your diet may increase their work so- workload a little, but this increase is quite insignificant compared to the immense amount of work your kidneys do. Super kidneys. Uh, <laughs> Eric was a mild-mannered boy who turned into super kidneys. Um, about 20% of your blood heart pump... High protein intake may cause harm in people diagnosed with kidney disease. But then everything is shit when you've got kidney disease, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, 
okay. okay, it's fine. And uh, okay, well, that's saying it's a good thing. Well, we know it's a good thing. Lower risk of obesity if you replace carbs with protein. But yeah, it's fine. Why is there a picture of rotten so uh, strawberries on this? Um, how much protein? Strawberries go out of how much protein is too much protein? There, there we go. We finally got that. Everything. I'm just looking for a number. No popping noises. Yeah, oh, sorry. Even eating two grams of protein per pound of body weight for two months did not appear to cause any side effects. So even if you're eating two grams for every pound. Mm-hmm. Two grams for every pound? Yes. So what's that? <laughs> Hold on. Um, oh, let me do... I need so to do... Four, four, four point 16 four times 14. Grams per kilogram. Times two. So if I was eating 448 grams of protein a day, that's fine. Yeah, so... Well, okay, so I can I can stop reading this currently. So the conclusion is, you're fine. Yeah. Jobs are good. Hey. <sighs> Cheese it. I got her first today. Cheese it. Woo. I probably should have warned you was going to do that. I never warned Yeah, I just figured that. I thought that was a good stopping off point. It was. Yeah. What's the blue one? Cola. Obviously. Mm, it's blue. <laughs> Premium fuckboy.